Dill. Today's podcast is called Our Pundits Essential to Maine's Race for U.S. Senate, and it was recorded on April 28, 2020. The editorial pages of Maine's largest newspaper remind readers constantly about the importance of their work and how unimpressed they are with the work of Susan Collins, the state's Republican senior senator largely responsible for drafting and negotiating the Paycheck Protection Program, otherwise known as PPP, that is pumping $2.24 billion to nearly 17,000 small businesses in Maine and helping provide paychecks to some 180,000 workers, according to Collins' office. You might think spearheading legislation during a crisis that passed unanimously in a very partisan Senate, by an overwhelming bipartisan majority in the House, and signed by President Trump, would get a nod locally for mitigating economic destruction, as the editorial board for the Washington Post noted recently, or at a minimum that the pundits whose jobs were saved and who will continue to get paid to write demeaning things about Susan Collins leading up to her re-election bid, thanks to the PPP, might at least acknowledge it, but no. A week after receiving PPP funds, according to an article written in the Pine Tree Watch, the editorial page of Maine's most widely circulated newspaper has been mum about Collins' achievement. In a letter published Sunday by its publisher and CEO, readers were implored to purchase subscriptions and make donations because Newspapers need help in unprecedented times, she wrote, without mentioning the lifeline the paper got that presumably will be used to continue paying its pundits to regurgitate talking points of the Democratic Party, of which I am a member. The letter was accompanied by a column penned by a serial Susan Collins critic called Who Backs the Frontline Worker? Somewhat ironically, I think, and made no mention of the aid package. In full disclosure, two small businesses I own and manage, a law firm and a media company, applied for PPP loans, but to date it's unknown whether they will be approved. I also used to write a weekly column for the Portland Press-Herald about politics until I got sacked and replaced by a lovely millennial who's enamored with AOC and writes about her dog, her bisexual orientation and breaking up with her boyfriend, as well as dissing Susan Collins for taking, quote, blood money, close quote, from Big Pharma. Despite being a Democrat, like many professional women, the elusive demographic that not represented in punditry, but that makes or breaks elections, I don't know yet who I'm voting for in November in the race for U.S. Senate. Six years ago, and six years before that, I voted for Susan Collins, because I admire her work ethic and values. But I worry about the federal judiciary under a Republican-controlled Senate. Sarah Gideon, Collins' Democratic challenger, is extremely competent and has integrity, but she lacks Susan Collins' legislative experience in Washington and seniority in an institution that requires both to be effective. Like many small business owners, my decision will be affected by the economic security and health of my family when I head into the voting booth. Bill Nemitz wrote from his ivory tower about Susan Collins' vote on impeachment 
Quote, and long after this national trauma passes into history, Maine's Susan Collins will be forever remembered, not for her courage, but for her capitulation. I disagree. Women make up a majority of the electorate, and in Maine, women-owned businesses were ranked number one in the country for employment vitality, according to a recent report. If our companies and families survive the coronavirus pandemic, thanks in part because of the PPP program, what we will remember is who was on the front lines when the crisis hit and who took action to protect our families. 